0: Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, Your food Go! needs refill. Harp on Sports, The Bar. Harp on Sports Podcast, Audio Media, Radio Network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports, Twitter, at Harpon Sports, Instagram, Harpon Sports, the Facebook page, Harponsports.com and Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel. What do we have in store for you? Golf's gift. You, you can't replicate this stuff. You can't. When you get a gift, you open it. Uh, Canton's Call out. Adam Venetiary retiring. What a Hall of Fame class we have for this 2026 class that we will explore. And also a little relocation rankings. Uh, The Timberwolves are find themselves at a crossroads where now your minority owner is suing um, filing an injunction to block new ownership led by Alex Rodriguez Pretty good reason why, because that franchise is going to move. So we're going to look at relocation rankings. I'm going to tell you the next five franchises in professional sports that are going to move and where they're going to move to. So that's what we're going to look at. Uh, first, starting off with golf's gift. I'm a firm believer that if you receive a gift in life, you better take full advantage of that thing. If you're born into a wealthy family, don't screw it up. If you're born into the Kennedy family, The Bush family, if you're born into a big-time family, don't don't screw it up. If you've been given a gift, if you're a fantastic operatic singer, if you throw a ball 97 miles an hour, you owe it to that talent to explore that gift. In other words, if you're a fantastic operatic singer, if you're a fantastic musician, if, if you just have that skill set, but you don't want to do that thing because it doesn't make you happy, it doesn't matter. You do that thing because that's the gift that you were bestowed. And... Golf's been given a gift. This Brooks Koepka, DeChambeau feud, rivalry, whatever you want to call it. Golf, you've been given something that you have been begging for since Tiger Woods started his decline about a decade ago. Golf, you've been given a gift. You can't fake chemistry. You can't fake animosity. Either it exists or it doesn't. And guess what? It exists here. Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka don't like each other. At least Brooks Kepka doesn't like him. If you're golf, you've got two things to do here. You've got one of two decisions. In the prim and proper, you know, golf of the 70s and 80s, and maybe even in the 90s, would have tried to diffuse this, would have tried to, eh. But you've got people that are interested. That dominated the narrative today. The NFL salary cap numbers came out. New information coming out on one nba franchise the lakers winning game two of their series with phoenix you have all these storylines going on and a golf story became the number one sports story in america for an entire day golf you've got two choices either you throw a wet blanket on this thing or you lean into it golf should lean into this how do you lean into it this is how you lean into it you have the u.s open coming up at tory pines right Golf has the U.S. Open coming up at Torrey Pines. You have a golfer, Brooks Kepka, who's been the best golfer in the world the last five years, four or five years. He doesn't like Bryson DeChambeau, who hits the ball 400 yards on drives. So you've got these two guys that don't like each other. DeChambeau won the U.S. Open last year, so he's defending his title. Kepka's the defending PGA champion. Or not I should say that's Mickelson is the defending PGA championship. Kepka is missed an entire year last year, but has won the U.S. Open, what, twice? He won it twice? So you've got U.S. Open winners just sitting there. Well, this is what you do. If you're go- you're about to find out if golf realizes the opportunity that they have. Because if you're golf, you know what you do? You pair them. And it's funny because. You think about guys that are lightning rods in this sport, good or bad. You know, you've got people that Phil Mickelson is just an attractive, magnetic guy. But then you have guys that Americans don't like. Americans don't like Ian Poulter. Why? Because Ian Poulter destroys and owns America in the Ryder Cup. Ian Poulter owns America in the Ryder Cup. Never won a major, but owns America in the Ryder Cup. So if I were the U.S. Open, I'd sit around and go... Got an American and Brooks Kepka. He doesn't like Bryson and DeChambeau. And Ian Poulter, Americans don't like him. Uh, let's put these three together. And I know the thought process is, will you separate them so that way there's interest throughout the day? Golf so much sat around in the late 90s and early 2000s, hoping that Phil and Tiger would be in the final pairing hoping that they would be in the final pairing on Sunday. They even created a manufactured event for TV. Remember the Battle of Bighorn where they had David Duvall and Tiger Woods play together under the lights because they couldn't get them together in a major. Not in the final pairing. They couldn't get them together. So what do you do here? This is simple. If you're the U.S. Open, you are insane. If you're the United States Golf Association, you're insane if you don't take Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, and Ian Poulter and put them together. You can take Phil Mickelson, stick him with Ricky Fowler. There's other things that you can do. But the first two days, you want to create and manufacture some stuff. Well, what if they end up together? We'll ruin the specialness of it. Oh, we'll worry about Saturday and Sunday when it gets there. We're, ruined. Were we worried about who Mickelson even... I'm trying to think who Mickelson was with the first two days. If you don't have it, create it. And you've been given a gift. Golf, you've been given a gift. Don't blow this. These two don't like each other. So much so... So much so that you have other professional athletes becoming involved with this. Aaron Rodgers is involved with it. Tom Brady's involved with it. The entire sports world is involved with two guys that had nothing to do with each other in the last major. This isn't one of these things where Bryce and DeChambeau beat Brooks Kepka or Brooks Kepka beat Bryce and DeChambeau. So they don't like they just don't like each other. Or at least Brooks Kepka doesn't like him. And the tweets going back and forth with Kepka apologizing to Aaron Rodgers because he has to play or <laughs> apologizing. Hey man, sorry, man. Sorry, you have to play with this guy. And Brady coming out and firing off a meme about the Packers. It's absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious about uh, kicking field goals up or down seven. It, this is just funny. And DeChambeau coming out and saying, Brooks Kepka, I'm living rent free in your head, which is true which is true. Br- Bryce Deschambeau is in Brooks Kepka's head, which is hilarious. And then circling it around Bryce Deschambeau going after Tom Brady about deflating footballs from 6, 7 years ago. This is great. This is great. This is fun. No, but this isn't somebody threatening to kill somebody. This isn't everybody I want sports. I want sports. I don't like drama. Then you're boring. I love this stuff. Golf just got interesting on Thursday and Friday. Saturday and Sunday take care of themselves. Thursday and Friday don't. Golf, be smart. You've been given a gift. This is no different. Look, this is the truth. Golf, you've been given a gift. DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka. instant dynamic. How is this any different than the NBA putting the Lakers against the Nets on Christmas? How is this any different Then the NBA sitting around going, you know, let's get the Celtics and the 76ers together on Christmas. How is this any different than the NFL sitting around going, you know what? How about we get the Buccaneers in New England in a primetime game in October? It's no different. The NFL puts teams together and puts them on a schedule. Golf Put golfers together and put them on a schedule. This whole thing, we we want it to happen naturally. We want it to happen naturally. We want it to happen naturally. Sometimes you have to force the issue. You do. Golf, you've been given a gift. Don't squander it. Don't squander it. If you're extremely good looking, you should be a model. If you throw a fastball 98 miles an hour, you should be a baseball player. If you can sing, you should be a musician. If you can play an instrument, you should be a musician. If you're really fast, you should be a track and field. All of things are. Tr- all of these things are true. Goodwill hunting it. Goodwill hunting it. Well, oh, it doesn't make me happy. It doesn't matter. You owe it to your talent. Golf, don't waste this gift. Do not waste it. So there we go. Think about that. Golf dominating a narrative here as we get ready to head into Memorial Day and or Memorial Day weekend. When's the last time you said that? Golf, you've wanted your chance. You've been wondering about what life is like after Tiger Woods. Phil Mickelson this past weekend was able to give you a big nudge. And here's Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau holding their hands out. Take the hand. Take take it. If those two aren't together on Thursday and Friday of the U.S. Open, you're fools. You're fools. Something that took place today, and I think it's a cinch, isn't it? Adam Ventieri retiring after 24 years in the league. You know, to go through and look at all the greatest Hall of Fame classes of all time, I, you know, the first one's usually the best one, and because you have so many guys that can go in. I stopped for a second and thought, whoa, wait a second here. Who's going in? Who's going to go in five years? Do you know all the guys that have retired this year? I don't even think you need to do any work. Whoever's voting for football's hall of fame in Canton for the 2026 campaign, five years from now, you have the easiest job in the world. You do. Here's who's eligible. Here's who retired this year. I'm not even talking about people that are going to be still left over from previous classes. Five years from now, when sports writers get together and debate who should be in the Hall of Fame and who shouldn't, Breeze, Venturi, those two are locks, right? Breeze and Venetieri, those two are locks. And then you sit there for a second and go, wait a second, Breeze and Vinatieri are locks. Jason Witten's been to 11 Pro Bowls as a tight end. Isn't he a lock? If you go to double-digit Pro Bowls, aren't you a Hall of Famer? I think so. So Breeze, Venturi, Jason Witten, lock, 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 Philip Rivers, lock. Marquise Pouncey of the Steelers went to nine Pro Bowls. Isn't that a lock? Isn't the Hall of Fame done? If there is a more signed, sealed, delivered Hall of Fame class than the one that we have right now, I'd love to see it. And you sit around and you wonder, like, Frank Gore's coming back for another year, right? If Frank Gore would retire, you're going to have, boy. This is where if you're footballing, you know, everybody loves drama. It's like, oh, they're going to have a mess on their hands. Leagues love messes. It's attention. Messes like this. They don't like messes that are scandals. You know, see Ray Rice, Jerry Sandusky, not that type of mess. But any mess that leads you to debate where nobody gets hurt. Sports leagues love that stuff. Love that stuff. Controversial calls. Love that stuff. You don't want the Sandusky Penn State stuff. You don't want the Ray Rice stuff. You don't want the Tim Donaghy stuff. The rigging. You don't want stuff like that. But anything that brings eyeballs and earlobes, you want it. Football. Can't call out. Is it the greatest? Is this the easiest class ever? Imagine sitting around and having this debate. All right, class of twenty twenty six Hall of Fame football. Let's go. Oh, we got Drew Brees, Adam Benatieri. Okay, there we go. There we go. Oh, Jason Witten's been to eleven Pro Bowls as a tight end. Oh, no tight ends ever been to more? Okay. Antonio Tony Gonzalez. Okay. Oh, well, then he's in. All right, Jason Witten's in. That's three. Well, wait a second. Philip Philip Rivers. Okay, Philip. Yeah. Okay, Philip Rivers is in. I guess that's four. Um, anybody else? Oh, Marquise Pouncey. Nine Pro Bowls of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, is he in? I don't know if he's in or not. What nine Pro Bowls? Okay. Well, there's a we got to have a debate here. When your debate is a guy that's been to nine Pro Bowls. If you're an offensive lineman and you almost go to double digit Pro Bowls, isn't that a checkmate? checkmate? Now who knows who will still be eligible when we roll around five years from now? It's a good thing nobody else of significance retired. And look, Alex Smith retired. I'm, there's guys I'm leaving off this list, right? Alex Smith retired. Greg Olson retired. I don't know if those guys are real like hall of famers, but if anybody would come out after training camp and go, you know what? I'm done. That's enough. This is a career. Like if Larry Fitzgerald would come out and say, okay, I'm done. Oh boy. If Frank Gore would come out and say, yeah, you know what? I've decided I'm not going to play this year. <sighs> I'm going to run out of room. So call out, can't call out maybe the, the easiest Hall of Fame class you've ever had. And I wanted to finish with this because I think this is one of these things that I enjoy. I I don't know why I enjoy it so much, but I do. I love the relocation of teams in sports. I don't know what it is. I always loved trades when I was young. I I love baseball trades. Maybe that goes back to trading baseball cards when I was a kid. But I love trades. I love movement. I do. I think it's. I think it's fun. When I was a kid. I thought it was so interesting that Oakland moved to Los Angeles, and then Los Angeles moved back to Oakland. I love stadiums and old stadiums and new stadiums, and it just. I just think it's neat. I don't know why. It's just one of those things that I love. I love relocation. It's ridiculous, right? But when the St. Louis Cardinals became the Arizona Cardinals. I thought that was neat. When the Los Angeles Rams became the St. Louis Rams, I thought that was neat, but vice versa. Now, if you live in that city, that's no fun. There's some of them that I didn't like. I mean, I, you know, you look back on it and I thought relocation like that's okay, but I, I didn't necessarily like, you know, you look back, Quebec becoming the Colorado avalanche and there's just certain ones that the Winnipeg jets, they become the Phoenix coyotes. They're just some that's like, Oh, the Hartford Whalers going away. Look, some of these things, I get it. Some of them aren't much fun, but some of them are, you know, not a big fan of the Seattle Supersonics. Seattle Sonics becoming Oklahoma city. Some of them you are like, I don't know about this. I don't know. But if your franchise isn't any good and you never win in the city that you're in, give somebody else a shot at it. Is there a franchise that's been worse the last 15 years than the Minnesota Timberwolves has there? If you're not any good, and you haven't been good for 15, 20 years, maybe your fan base doesn't throw enough of a fit, isn't angry enough. I mean, Lakers fans, if the Lakers aren't any good, they bail. They lose their minds. Isn't that a good thing? Shouldn't your fan base hold your organization to a high standard? Shouldn't they? Not a ridiculous high standard. Not we need to win a title every year or we're going to throw a fit. Alabama Nick Saban standard, right? But shouldn't you hold them to a high standard? And I was sitting here looking now that one of the minority owners of the Timberwolves is suing because he doesn't want the Alex Rodriguez group to buy the team. Why? Because part of the contract doesn't stipulate that they have to stay in Minneapolis. What does that mean? That means Alex Rodriguez and his new ownership group is moving that franchise. You better believe it, baby. Where are they going to go? They're going to go one of two places. I would love to see him in Seattle. Would love to see him Seattle. I'd love to see the Timberwolves move to Seattle, but if they don't go to Seattle, they go to Vegas They're going to one of those two places. Vegas will have four professional sports teams within five years. They will. Las Vegas is going to have four professional sports teams within five years. Raiders are just the beginning. I already have the hockey team, right? I already have the hockey team. Just need basketball, baseball. That's going to happen. It may not even be five years. It may be two or three. This is what's going to happen. If they lose this lawsuit, the the Timberwolves are moving. They're going to move. Seattle or Vegas? relocation rankings. They're moving. If it's not in the contract that I have to keep the team there, I'm moving it. Minnesota, Minneapolis is a top 10 market. I know. I know. But Vegas, those rules don't apply. Market rankings, they really don't apply to Vegas. Vegas is its own Island. So if I had to make a prediction, I would say the Timberwolves are going to Vegas. Relocation ranking. Number two, I would say the A's are going to Vegas. There's no way they're going to get that done. There's no way they're going to get that deal done in Oakland. No way they've been trying for a decade. Been trying for a decade. And if you're Vegas, you're going to sit around and say, who wants to come here, Rays or A's? It's going to end up being the A's. So the A's are going to end up in Vegas. Timberwolves, Vegas, Rays, Vegas. Although I would love, or A's Vegas, I would love to see Minneapolis, I'd love to see the Timberwolves go to Seattle. Don't know if that's going to happen. So those are the, 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 the big two that are going to fall. Then what? Then you start to look around at other sports. Is anybody interested in moving in hockey? Is anything going to happen? Well, the Florida Panthers made the playoffs this year. Is that any bigger? Because I, where are you going to move them to? That just did. What city in America has the populace that host a hockey team or have a hockey team? Milwaukee's 1-1. That's too much speculation, though. So we're on to the third team. The third team, in terms of the relocation rankings, The Rays are going to move. The question is, are the Rays going to end up in Orlando or the Rays going to end up in Nashville? The Rays are going to move Orlando or Nashville. I think Nashville. I went through and looked at the numbers in terms of attendance, the, in terms of cities, number one, minor league city attendance, Las Vegas, Las Vegas, number one in baseball in terms of minor league city attendance. They're getting a professional team. That's going to be the A's. And then the Rays, when they figure where they're going to go, Nashville's number three on the list in terms of city populace in attendance so you you we've got it in there that fans will go to the games so if you're the Rays, you're like wait a second here, can... nashville 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 is going to get a baseball team so relocation rankings next in the next five six years within the next two years timberwolves are going to end up in vegas a's are going to end up in vegas those are the first two the rays are going to end up in orlando or nashville and i think they end up in nashville then where do you go after that well then you start to look around at other teams who needs a new arena in sports who needs a new arena in football? The, you know, the Jaguars. I, I don't see any NFL team moving for a while. I don't. Everybody keeps pointing to the Jaguars. As long as Shad Khan owns the Jaguars, they're not going anywhere. They're not. And Trevor Lawrence, this just keeps him in Jacksonville. It does. It does. Um, who else? I, I look around new stadium. Buffalo, Is they try to build a new stadium, trying to keep up financially. The question is, when does Roger Goodell and the NFL step in and say, all right, we need new stuff, new stadium here, new thing here, new thing here. We're gonna, We're going to force you to sell it, which they can do. You own the team, but it's a privilege to be in the league. They get to pick and choose. Those are the big three in terms of relocation rankings. If I had to pick anybody else to move, oh boy. I mean, you're always going to lean on hockey, right? Always going to lean on hockey. Think about teams in the NBA uh, that are struggling attendance-wise. The thing is, so many teams that were bad are good again. Um, So (laughs) in terms of interest... They just build a new arena with the magic move. Orlando's growing, though they're not going to go anywhere. They're not. Yeah, teams like cities like San Antonio want teams, and Charlotte want teams. These t- and these cities want teams. They're going to be. They'll build a new stadium. You better build a new stadium, or they'll build one for you. So those are my big three. Again, relocation rankings. Timberwolves are going to move. They're going to end up in Vegas. I think the A's are going to end up in Vegas. You're going to have four professional teams there, and then I've had to pick one down the road. I think the Rays end up in Orlando, or nashville and then baseball will expand to 32 that'll happen and then so on and so forth but yeah that's where we are all right harp on sports the bar harp on sports the podcast audio media radio network follow share like subscribe at harp on sports twitter at harp on sports instagram Harponsports.com, on Sports.com, harp on sports youtube channel uh spotify apple podcast buzzsprout you can check out all our podcasts there as well so there you go Again, a little golf's gift, Deschambeau. Oh, don't screw, don't screw up this Deschambeau kepka thing. Get them together for the first two days of the U.S. Open. Don't be fools. Don't waste this opportunity. Uh, Canton call out five locks for the Hall of Fame. Uh, guys that are retired. The five guys that are retired this year are locks. Canton's job's easy in a little relocation rankings. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein. Have fun with your friends.